This episode is brought to you by Subaru. Ever wonder what it's like to own a Subaru? Meet real Subaru owners and find out on meetandowner.com. At meetandowner.com, owners create a personalized profile, make video, photo, text posts, communicate one-on-one with users to share a first-hand look at what owning a Subaru is really like. So check out meetandowner.com, talk to real owners, and see how a Subaru can fit your life at meetandowner.com. And at the end of this episode, stay tuned. We got one of our interviews with one of our Subaru owners, so you can hear it in their own words. School's out for summer, and Redbox has the video games to keep you entertained. With over 40,000 locations nationwide, you can rent and return anywhere. Better yet, you'll get a free one-night game rental from Redbox when you use the promo code STORIES. Swing by a box in your neighborhood, or if you want to make sure the game you want is there when you arrive, reserve it online at redbox.com games. Offer valid through July 11th, 2017. Subject to additional terms, charges do apply for additional nights, payment card required, but look... Getting into video games, it has never been so easy. Hello to the Big Blue Nation. Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you Hey everybody, Chris Gethard here. Another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Welcome to the show. Always happy that I get to bring you guys another one. Super cool. And guess what? I have an announcement. I'm going to bring you a whole bunch more if you're looking for them. So uh, a lot of people, if you listen to the show, you know we did this live tour. I was out on the road for two weeks. We did a whole bunch of shows. A lot of people have been asking, what what are we going to do with those shows? And uh, I'm happy to tell you, I think we have something cool. Because here's the thing, and I, I think really hard about this. I want you guys to know, um, I think really hard. I love that we bring you free content. I'm a big believer in free content. Beautiful Anonymous has always been free. Chris Gethard Show always was free. For years on public access, we, we would put it up. We would put up our episodes on Fusion Free. I love that. I love that. I love that. That being said, not everybody loves deviations from the, the format of this show. You know, we had a guest host once. We We've done live episodes before. There are people who say, you know, this is not what I signed up for. And I think that's totally fair. I think that's really fair. So there's some thought. Do we just let these be live events and never release them? Uh, that didn't seem right. It's in the spirit of the show to record it. So here's what we're doing is we're putting them on Stitcher Premium, which is an, a really, really great service. It's going to be nine extra episodes that go up exclusively on Stitcher Premium. All of them are live. Because I think here's another thing that's fair. Some of the live ones are just really good calls, just like we're used to. And I love that. And then there's some where you see some technical disasters unfold. There's going to be people who listen to this as a live tour. It's kind of like a tour diary of the live tour, as well as the calls that surround them. Um, and, and you'll be able to listen, but it is different from the show. So I felt like we can't really flood the stream something that different. People people have reacted poorly uh, when we've done that in the past. So super psyched that they all exist in Stitcher Premium. I figure for fans of the show who just want things that you know fit the format that you're used to, you got this. If there's super fans out there, you want encyclopedic knowledge of what's going on, sign up for Stitcher. It seemed like a real fair compromise to me. And Stitcher is a great service where you get tons of other stuff anyway. The first show recorded in Vancouver, it's going to be up on Stitcher on Wednesday. If you're a podcasting fan, probably thought about Stitcher already. And if this is a, you know, your big, beautiful anonymous fan, this is your chance to check it out. And it's a great way to support Earwolf, support the show, support Stitcher. You go to stitcherpremium.com slash stories. There's a promo code you use. You use the promo code stories. You get them one month free trial anyway. So you can check it out, see if it's for you, check out our live episodes. And I think you'll enjoy them. Now, 
Last week's episode, we talked to our friend in retail, the eye in the sky. Swinger. Cool Facebook reaction. I love the Facebook group. I really enjoy that Facebook group. There were a lot of, it's funny, there were a lot of people who were, the, right when it went up, were saying, oh, this one, the first 15 minutes, I'm kind of bored. What's going on? And then I saw these other people go, no, I listened to it. And it took a turn halfway through. Keep listening. And that was fun to see that the people who had already heard it were encouraging the people pausing it to go, wait, this one's a little, I think he's going to talk about retail for an hour. No, 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 no. It gets, emotional, it gets sexual, all this stuff is fun to see. I do want to say, I've had a weird reaction. I don't know. I, I read the internet too much. I got to chill out with that. Um, I love the Facebook group though. And there's a couple points of feedback that kind of stressed me out, if I'm being honest. And I feel like I've always been honest with you guys. So I want to say, there's one comment about the episode two weeks back. Someone said, I was saying, that was a live episode. A lot of people were saying I was mean to the caller and I understood and I apologized for it. And someone said, you know, I said, I put up the argument I think is valid. You see me put out the picture and I'm on stage in a comedy club with a crowd of 300. Yeah, I'm probably, the tone's going to be different. Somebody said, yeah, but this is not a comedy show. And that scared me. And then I saw a comment about this past week's episode where someone said they were very disappointed in me personally because I didn't ask more about the bias inherent in this world of, of, you know, retail, watching people on cameras, there's bias, there's racial bias, there's class bias. They're saying, I was very disappointed in you that you didn't go for it. And I just want to put out there, you don't have to listen to this show for comedy. I am aware that this is not fully a comedy show. I will say I am a comedian. This is on Earwolf for a reason. That's a primarily a comedy-focused company. I thought it was going to be a much more comedic show when it started. And I just want it on record that the best you can ask of me if I'm going to be a little defensive, is even if you're not interested in comedy, at the end of the day, I'm not trained. I don't have a list of questions in front of me. I would love if I was smart enough to have 10 questions about um, inherent bias in the retail training and the training of the retail industry. I don't. At the end of the day, what I can offer is this. You listen to your dumb, funny friend react to what comes down the pike. And I never want to let you down. But at the end of the day, that's all I am. And that's all I can claim to be as a comedian who signed up for this show and is really enjoying what it's become. But please just know that it breaks my heart to know that I let you down. But I would also say, hold me to the standard of what I am, which is a guy who went to a state school and got an American studies degree and has done a ton of improv comedy. So he knows how to roll with punches and react to people. And that's what I am. And that's what I can be. And I enjoy being it. And I enjoy that you guys enjoy the show. And I'm sorry I let you down sometimes. I really am. This week's episode, very interesting one. This is from someone you can see in the title, country. Country lady, lady from the country calls up. Me and her have lived different lives. It's fun. It's fun for me to explore. She's got a lot of energy, different energy than mine. Had a lot of fun with it. And I will say this. It's a show that uh, in the end, this one got testy. I don't always let my political views be known on this show. And I, I oftentimes out of, I want it, always want it to be about the callers. You know, the Trump episode, I think infamously bit my tongue with a lot of my actual opinions. This one, not so much. A topic comes up and you'll hear it gets tense, respectful, but tense. My claws come out a little bit more than they usually do on the show. And the caller probably would say the same. And uh, it's a, But it's a topic that brings out a lot of passion in me. Um, and it's like a major regional difference in America, regional lines, uh, there's real, real lines there. And you see them flare up for any international listeners. You'll hear people from different regions of America walk right up to a line in the sand that a lot of us feel in this country. Anyway, I've been talking long enough. 
Check out our live tour on Stitcher Premium. I know I've been selling you guys a lot of stuff lately. The poster, thanks for you guys who have bought it. I'm not trying to cram a lot of stuff down your throat. It's just the timing of these things. Enjoy this call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi, is this Chris, I guess? Yeah. Oh, hey, how are you today? How am I doing today? I tell uh-huh. him, doing good. It's the day we're taking. You can tell me the truth. You don't have to do the bullshit, the whole, oh, I'm good, da 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 da. I don't, I generally don't <laughs> at the top of the show. Let's see. Uh, how am I doing today? I'm very tired. Feeling good. The day we're taping this is my birthday. I don't know when we'll be releasing this, but right now I'm enjoying a birthday glow. And uh, birthday well, happy glow. Birthday. Thanks. Thanks so much. That's so excited. Happy 21st again, right? 37. Hello? Yeah, 37. Well, I was just trying to make you feel better. You know, 21st birthday again. Seems like you have a... <laughs> It seems like you have a bottomless well of both uh, optimism and enthusiasm. Those are two things I can't say about myself. Well, you know, just to get you through the day, right? That you can't be so glum all the time. Wow. Yeah, I guess we have a difference in life, <laughs> in life philosophy on that one. I, no, I just try to I endure actually, life. My boyfriend is um, bipolar, so, you know, you kind of learn to... Uh, counteract that <laughs> yeah you roll with those punches what's going on you getting in a car yeah i'm actually on my lunch break right now i'm with uh, one of my co-workers their name but so hi co-worker hi co-worker <laughs> she's never heard of the beautiful anonymous podcast before so wait you're there with a co-worker who's sitting by for this call doesn't know the show okay interesting <laughs> i know she's just driving like um okay i don't know what's going on but cool okay <laughs> Am I on speaker? Can the coworker hear me? Yeah, a coworker can hear you. Wow. Okay. Your phone, coworker's phone is ringing. That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, a coworker can hear you. We uh, yeah. we're at Target getting some uh, some clothes on lunch. Getting <laughs> clothes on the lunch break. That's cool. All right. Yeah, her uh, her babies are kind of hanging out of her shirt, so we got a little little undershirt for. Her. Coworkers. <laughs> Wait, your coworkers' boobs are hanging out of your shirt. <laughs> yeah, I had a little wardrobe malfunction, so what you know, you... we had to. I went with her. What do you do? Was a real pal and helped her. Um, we work for a uh, higher education institution. Doesn't seem like a place where you have wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to. I mean, thankfully, we don't work near students. We don't see students. So, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, just, I don't know. I'm really excited. My daughter is graduating kindergarten tomorrow. Congrats. If you even graduate kindergarten, I don't know if that's really a thing, but apparently where we're from it is. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Coworker. I don't know. Do you have any birthday plans? My wife is planning some surprises. I don't know what they are. I rather like That's that. That's either going to be really fun or really scary. Yeah. I mean, you took on such a grim tone when you said it um, that now I'm a little scared. <laughs> but my wife. No, I, I hate she, surprises. Yeah. She knows me well enough to know that I don't want to plan anything for myself. So she just went and did it. That's fine. Oh, sweet of her. So, coworker, what do you think this show is based on how it's been going thus far? 
say it. Talk to him. Talk. His name's Chris. You can talk to him. Just don't tell him your name. Never heard of it. And based on what you've overheard so far, how do you how do you feel about the entertainment potential of this podcast? <laughs> well, I have yeah, no comment. Well, that's nice. You were raised right, it seems. <laughs> yeah, she's never heard of the podcast. She's not a podcaster. She doesn't listen to them. All good. Kindergarten graduation. Yeah, what else? What are we talking about? What are we talking about today? Well, today is your birthday. What is the best birthday that you've ever had so far? Like, what's your best birthday memory? I want to know about you. You want to know about me? People don't usually ask about me. They usually want to tell me about themselves. Okay. My best birthday memory. I'll tell you this. I've historically never been a fan of my birthday. Uh, In third grade, I had a birthday party and only two kids from my class attended the birthday party. I found that quite depressing. Yeah, so I... uh, I uh, I have not loved the birthday process since then. My 21st birthday was a disaster that ended up with me passed out in a pool of uh, vomited up grape juice by about 3 p.m. Um, oh, that's like, good... you said it was your 21st birthday, right? My 21st, yeah. Passed out by 3 p.m. Yeah, that's a rite of passage. Yeah, threw up a bunch of grape juice, passed out face down on my parents' bathroom floor. <laughs> it's my twenty first. Yeah, my twenty first birthday. Um, my friends had to pull over into a Wendy's parking lot, and I just kind of leaned out the car and just puked everywhere. And I have a picture of me like next to my pile of puke, just like passed out in Wendy's parking lot. Smart pick, smart, smart pick by the friends. Yeah. I don't know. My mind goes yeah, towards those negative ones. Birthday. I think so. Oh, my mind goes to those negative Listen, ones. Um, I don't know. I don't like birthdays. Yeah, don't work on the negative stuff. It's not your birthday. They're supposed to be about you. It's supposed to be fun. I'd rather just endure it and get through it and move on and get back to work. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a workaholic, so the idea that I would stop and eat a cake, and talk about how good I am, I don't. Even, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm perfectly average. I'm fine. I don't need to eat a cake to celebrate myself. We're supposed to have a birthday celebration for our office tomorrow. For whom? Um, we do it quarterly, so we're celebrating, uh, I think, April, May, and June birthdays, I think. Oh, so the office just... I don't know, but it's... They don't do the individuals. Yeah, we just give cake. No, no, no. That would cost too much money to give everyone an individual cake. I feel like... I feel like... (laughs) <laughs> you're coming off like a very positive person, full of energy in life. I have a feeling that if your coworker wasn't listening, this you'd be you'd be pouring forth just uh, pure rage, pure inner rage would just be coming to the surface. You're holding back because your coworker's listening. I don't know, coworker. Am I like a rageful person? Nope. <laughs> the only thing I rage about is I have kittens at the house right now, and so I feel like my house smells <laughs> like a perpetual litter box. And that's really about the only thing I rage on about. You have to understand that this is becoming cartoonishly nice if you say the only thing you can rage about is that your house is full of kittens. Your house is full of kittens. Um, That's the only angry thing. (laughs) I rage on about um, people at work that bitch, like, habitually. They're just like, meh, 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 meh. They're like, just go on. Like, gosh, shut the fuck up. I mean, the hell up. You know, we're there for eight hours. Don't make my time here hell. Mm-hmm. And then the people that sound like they're fucking chewing cut all day. Like, oh, stop. 
Okay. Close your mouth when you eat. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are some other things that make me mad? <laughs> My coworker's over here venting too about people that chew loudly. Coworker, can you hear me? Sir, yes. If you had to describe the caller in one sentence, what would that sentence be? Describe the caller talking about you? No, me. <laughs> Not good with being um, um, put on the spot like that. So let's see. I don't even know. <laughs> you are so boring. You are so not fun. I'm old. <laughs> Caller, how would you describe coworker in one sentence? Right now, I would say she's a stick in the mud because she's being lame and just standing there and doing nothing. Now, coworker, how does it make you but feel to know that you just call the lame stick in the mud? How do you how do you like knowing that? <laughs> well. Well, you know, it's it's the truth. The truth hurts sometimes. So, <laughs> and you know, over a hundred thousand people are are going to hear this. You're going to hear that you're a lame stick in the mud. <laughs> well, you know, those hundred thousand people don't know who you are, do they? Nope. <laughs> trying to cause a fight. I'm just actively trying to cause a fight in a car right now, somewhere in the American South. I know, it sounds and like it's a Jeep too. So please don't make us flip it. <laughs> Yeah, the last thing I want is to have... Yeah, that's the... <laughs> Imagine that on my birthday. Oh, how'd you spend your birthday? I taunted two ladies in a Jeep until they flipped it and died, and I recorded the whole thing. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. That sounds like a hell of a way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and it's so funny. I listened to your podcast, which I'm going to access the Jeep now. So if you hear some noise, just bear with me. All right, coworker, I'll see you on the dark side. Absolutely, coworker. So, okay, but I hear a lot of people that hey, call Now in. that you split up, Your give podcast? me the realtor. What's the fucking deal with that coworker? Okay. Now that you split oh, up. Oh, she's fine. I love her. She really did. She choked hard. Weird. I asked There's her to do one. I asked her going to... on at work. One like sentence. A lot of changes that are coming about, so. You think she's getting canned? Is she getting canned? No. Yeah, you getting canned? No, not her. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Oh yeah, you're getting canned. Oh, I wish they'd be doing me a favor. <laughs> I like it. Now that the coworker's gone, we're getting into the real that. stuff. We're getting into the real stuff now that the coworker's gone. Now you can break some things down to me. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I like my job. I do, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm tired of sitting on my ass all the time. I hate it. You know, it's corporate America sucks. Yeah, but that's. You know, it is what it is for most people, especially here. You know, I'm from Kentucky, so yeah. there's not a lot of creative insights and creative outlets like you have in your larger cities up north and out west. So, Although Louisville, you know, it is what it is. I've heard, I don't know where you're at exactly, but I got a, a, a good friend of mine in Louisville. He's a very artistic guy. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what does he do in Louisville? I actually don't know. I have no idea. We, you we, don't know. <laughs> we're friends because we both are mega fans of the Smiths, a band called the Smiths. Good guy. My friend Joey. I've heard of the Smiths before. My friend Joey. Listen, you don't like your job. I think mm -hmm. you should go back to your office, pick up a brick, throw it through the window, yell, uh, fuck academia, and never go back and do that all <laughs> while on the phone with me. No. Okay. I don't like my job, but I love paying my bills. That's fair. And it's not just like bricks are laying around everywhere. 
I don't know. I mean, I could probably pick up like a chair or something. I, I could find something yeah, like, if I really wanted to. Like pro wrestling. But no. You know, and if anybody out there from my work is listening, I do enjoy my job. Hint, <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, I feel like here it's, there's just not a lot of room for creativity and, you know, like I'm a photographer on the side. I do like weddings and stuff and, you know, it's just, I get so burnt out on it because everybody wants the same thing when it comes to their wedding. They're like, oh, I'm at the Pinterest wedding and, you know, you're, they're wanting you to recreate, you know, some, you know, Pinterest picture that took 30 minutes or longer or maybe even, you know, that was shot after the wedding you know, to do that, but you just, you know, you don't have time on the actual wedding day to do it. And um, there's a lot of uh, unrealistic expectations for photographers these days, I think. At my wedding, the pictures were one of the most stressful parts of the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they get married, they don't think that, they don't think to either include the photographer in like on their wedding planning. Or they just don't even think to like actually plan time for photos. My uh, wedding so if you have a wedding party of ten people, and you know you want to get all group photos within a ten minute time span, it's, I mean, it's doable, but they're not going to be very pretty. <laughs> That's fair. My wedding, my wedding photographer was my friend Andy, and he's a real good guy. I like him a lot. And but we did our wedding ourselves, and it was outdoors, and it it was like an hour later than we said it was going to be. So the sun was going down by the time we were done. <laughs> so everybody's in a panic, and we're losing light. You know, we're in the magic hour, Lose, oh God, that's losing the light, and then he panicked and he forgot the shot list, and then I was yelling at him, and <gasps> my whole family was there, and then my wife's random friend took over, my wife's friend Savan, she's the best. She's Israeli, and she was like, "All right." Aunts and uncles on Chris's side. Everybody here. And she just like <laughs> ran shit. All the cousins, get over here. That's funny. Stepped up. Yeah. I mean, that's what one of my, when my best friend got married, she, you know, had somebody else do her, pho- her photos. And I told her, so I don't care. You know, I'll either do them or I'll, you know, be in the wedding, whatever. And uh, so she asked me if I would help the, the photographer. And I said, yeah, I will. Well, you know, at one point she was trying to get group photos. And I just, as long as I could, I was like, hey. Everybody shut up. Oh, my friend was mortified. She looked at one of the other bridesmaids. She was like, get her ass out of here now. Yeah, it sounds like you (laughs) You had a crazy moment at that wedding. I mean, we'd been drinking all day, too, so. That's fair. You you know, have you ever done a disaster? You ever been at a wedding where, like, the wedding doesn't even happen? Or where by the end of it, you're like, oh, they won't last a year? You ever see, like, a meltdown? (sighs) Families who hate the groom? No. Ex lovers, ex lovers show up. Like the, no, not between like the bride and the groom per se, but like I have had where like the bridesmaids they cared more about themselves than their brides, and so like I've shot weddings before where I've had to redo a bridesmaid's hair. Like I've had to go with the bride into the restroom and like help hold her dress up just because no one, you know, everyone's all worried about themselves, taking their own selfies for Instagram and Snapchat and all that shit, and. You know, I feel bad. I'm like, man, this is your day, and you know, you're paying me for the service. So, you know, I kind of take on the role of personal assistant too, even though, you know, I probably shouldn't. And there's probably other photographers that would, you know, say that you shouldn't do that. But, you know, it's someone's special day. If I can help make it, you know, less stressful in any way, then you know, that's what I want to do. 
Yeah. You ever have like a drunk family member show up, falling down on their face, and you gotta uh, you gotta prop them back up, lean them against a wall, and take like one picture? You need to be like, "Hey, Uncle, <laughs> no, Uncle Bart, we're gonna get one picture." No, but there's a lot of. Um, I always hear the, "Oh, that's a lot of money you got there on you," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm walking out with like twelve thousand dollars worth of equipment. <laughs> Thanks." Yeah. You know, and plus by the end of the night, you know, because each camera weighs, you know, ten pounds or so, give or take. So by the end of the night, you know, my shoulders are just killing me, you know, my back's hurting, but I mean, it's fun. I've not had anything that's been too stressful or too, you know, out of the ordinary. And I think I've been pretty lucky in that aspect, but that's cool. You know, I've, I've kind of taken a little hiatus for, from wedding photos just cause I don't know, it's just, it's so hectic and everybody wants you to do them for, you know, no money. The, oh, well, my friend's got a nice camera and they can do it for, you know, a hundred dollars. Well, then go find your hundred dollar friend. Go. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun with your shitty pictures. <laughs> right. Have fun with your shitty right. pictures. That capture the real memories of this right. and aren't carefully posed to only have the most idealized version of it put on film. Have fun with right. your so shitty hundred dollar pictures. Right, your shitty day pictures. and your shitty wedding, your yeah. shitty marriage. Yeah, your, and your dress looks bad and your cake don't taste good either. How do you feel about that? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't have any bitterness towards, you know, people. I'm not married and I don't ever really ever care to be married. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't, I don't know. I guess being married would be cool one day, but the idea of like having a wedding I'm absolutely turned off to wedding photography has ruined me to the ideal of having a wedding. You've seen behind the just curtain. Take too me many down times. to Justice Peace and just yeah. <laughs> don't have to worry about anybody, save all that money. Just, you know, it's, you know, it's, I feel like, cause I see so much where brides dress so much about their day and, oh, well, you know, these tea light candles weren't lit and freaking out. And, you know, to me, if your wedding day is, the determination or, you know, the, the determining factor of how your marriage is going to be, you need to reevaluate yourself. You shouldn't be getting married if that's the case. Yeah. Surface level concerns. But that's just my opinion. Now, wait, I do want to ask, you said you're not married, but you also said you have a kindergartner. Mm-hmm. So uh, can I ask? Oh, in the modern day of dating. Yeah. Talk me through that. What's the situation here? Um, I mean, I'm not married. Her father and I, we are together. He is my boyfriend. Um, we, we live together. We have everything except, you know, the shared name and that piece of paper. Yeah. I mean, we share financial responsibilities and, you know, we make decisions together and, you know, just try to get that as best as we can. I think just like how everyone else is doing. Just not into it. Just not get, not into tying the actual knot. No, not really. I mean, I guess one day it'd be cool to, you know, just be like, yeah, I'm married. You join in with all the my friends from high school and college when they're talking about their husbands and their wedding days, but I don't know. Part of me is too just kind of like, yeah, fuck off. Wow. And is he on the same page? It seems like one. Seems like mm-hmm. one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's not one person leaning towards. No. No. Now I used to want more children. No more. You know, when our daughter was younger, I was like, I want more babies. And now I'm like, God bless. No. Doing good to keep the one alive. (laughs) Yeah. It's tall order. Tall order. Oh, it is. It is. And like, I don't know. They're not like dogs. You can't just put them in a crate and 
go on somewhere. <laughs> you know, you. <laughs> yeah, no. They're but... a lot like dogs in the sense that they're needy and no. they smell sometimes, but. You know, do not, I just want to make it clear on my end. Anyone listening, do not put your children in a crate. <laughs> if there's one thing we can all agree on, <laughs> do not stick a child in a crate. Well, that's not a divisive thing at all. Something anybody can agree with. I guess the divisive part hasn't come yet, and I guess you all just have to keep listening to find out what it is. But before you have a chance to keep listening, you'll have a chance to hear from our sponsors. These are the people who bring you services, products. They are the ones who help me bring this show to the world for free. So please do check these out. And if you like, I even use the promo codes. When you use those promo codes, it really helps the show. Hulu. Oh, God. It's burned into my brain. You know why? The Handmaid's Tale. Me and Hallie, every night, we get in bed, we watch The Handmaid's Tale. We say, let's watch Handmaid's Tale and fall asleep. And then we realize, you don't fall asleep during The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. You don't do it. It's a gripping dystopian world that has so many feelings attached to the modern state of the world. You can't do it. I'm addicted is the point. Me and my wife, we both, we love The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. That is true. If you didn't know, Hulu has a new look and experience. It's more personalized and intuitive. Create up to six personalized profiles, including a new kids mode. Very handy. You watch everything on Hulu from originals like The Handmaid's Tale, Harlots, Casual, to current season TV like The Bachelorette, Family Guy, all the day after the air. Plus full seasons of favorites like Fargo, Blackish, and Empire all in one place. With a new option to add live TV, get ready to transform the way you experience TV. Hulu with live starts at $39.99 a month, which includes the limited commercials Hulu streaming plan and includes 50-plus live and on-demand channels. Watch sports, includes ESPN and FS1, including regional sports, news, other can't-miss events, perfect for MLB baseball and NBA finals. Record live TV with cloud DVR. That's 50 hours of storage included. Option to upgrade to 200 hours. It's available on iOS, Android, the new Apple TV, Xbox One, and Chromecast with more devices coming soon. Enjoy all of your TV in one place with the brand new Hulu experience. Go to Hulu.com to start your free trial today. Thanks to all our advertisers for helping to bring this show to the world for free. Super nice of you. And now, let's get back to the phone call. Do not stick a child in a crate. Please don't. I do not endorse that. Unless they happen to climb in at themselves exploring it, but don't walk it on them. Don't be mm-hmm. that parent or that caretaker or that anybody. What's it like seeing your kid go off to kindergarten? All of a sudden, your kid's just like around other kids and has like a little personality. Is it weird? How, what's your kid like? Your kid cool? It is. Oh, she's, she's like me. She's just a little asshole. She's a little sassy thing. But she's so sweet and she's so well-mannered. I mean, I'm, that's another reason I don't want more kids because I feel like I'm so fortunate with her and the way that she is. She's very timid. She's, you know, she'll crack jokes on you. Wait, hold but on. She's also really respectful. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Did you just refer to both yourself and your child as little asshole? Just a little <laughs> asshole? Did you say yes. that? Wow. Yes. Wow. I guess you don't have children, right? No, I don't have any kids. I don't have any little assholes running around. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, once you have, when if anybody has kids, and I'm sure they're probably going to go on the Facebook, you know, discussion thing, and, oh, my gosh, you just called her kid an asshole. Kids can be assholes. <laughs> and I think any parent will back me up on that. Kids can be assholes. <laughs> but, like, I was talking about how some little, some little teenage girl was making me mad at the grocery store, and she goes, Mom, I'll punch him in the face for you. I turned around. I said, what? Wow. And she just started laughing. She goes, I won't do that. I'm like, you're damn sure you won't do that. Wait, your kid said that? <laughs> yeah. Your kid said they'd punch somebody on your like behalf? 
Yes. Is that the most assholey thing yes. your kids? What's the most assholey thing your kid has done? Is that it? Oh my god! I just she just says like off offhand stuff. Like she'll be trying something on in the mirror. She's a little fashionista. She'll be trying something on in the mirror, and you know I'll try something on, and she'll just be like, "Mommy, your belly looks big in that." Oh I just shit! Karate chop her head off. <laughs> You're like, go on somewhere, get away from me. Do you ever look your kid <laughs> in the eye and say, "You ever look your kid in the eye and say, I will karate chop your head off'? Have you ever verbalized that?" Oh, I tell her all the time. I'm like, "You're getting on mommy's nerves." I'll, I'll look at her. I'll be like, "I love you, but you are driving me crazy right now. You are getting on my nerves." And what she said, she's like, "Okay." <laughs> wow, she don't even care. <laughs> Nothing. She's just like, "Okay." <laughs> she just body shames you, threatens people. <laughs> She's a little monster. She's really good. Like her teacher, you know, her teacher almost put me in tears this year. She's like, she's so well behaved and she's so smart. And, you know, and she'll, uh, like at recess, for instance, all the kids will be running amok and crazy. And, you know, my daughter's the only one that walks up to my teacher and says, can I go to play on this? Or can I go do this? And the teacher's like, well, yeah, of course you can. Wow. But she asked me, she said, does she do that with you? I'm like, Yeah. Because that's just one thing I can't stand is a disrespectful child. Yeah. And it's one thing, you know, to joke around. But if my child ever disrespects anybody, like I give them permission to correct her or to discipline her. Don't beat my kid. But, you know, to get down on her level and be like, hey, that's not how you speak. That's not what you do. This is wrong. I'm not, I'm not one of those parents that's like, oh, don't touch my kid. My kid's an angel. No, I know she's a little shithead sometimes. Shithead. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I promise you, I am not a bad mom. No, I don't think it is. I think See, for the, those of us with kids, it's a little shocking for me to hear you refer to your kid as both an asshole and a shithead. But I bet anybody <laughs> with kids is probably online is going to be like, no, yeah, my my kids, my kids, an asshole and a they're shithead. Probably like wanting to half off me right now. Yeah, they're like they're not just assholes and shitheads; they're also jerk offs and dickheads and and. Uh, <laughs> Ass wipes, which is different than ass holes. Probably a bunch of little fuck boys. All kids are little fuck boys. Like, they're so innocent. Yeah, they're also innocent, but they're also little fuck boys. Fuck boy is one of the things. I don't even know what that means. That's a new one. Someone on Twitter called me a fuck boy once, and I thought it was a compliment. Turns out it's not. I thought that it was like a guy who wants like booty all the time or just wants his dick sucked or something. I don't know. I, I'm not hip to the lingo that kids use these days. Me neither. <laughs> Although I have to say, you know, there is a thing being that you're from the southern part of the country, and uh, uh, there is a thing with your accent and tone. I always think of it as like very genteel, especially you know since we don't know each other. And hearing you say things like asshole and shithead, and now the phrase "get your dick sucked" doesn't match up with <laughs> my vision. My vision of you that I have in my head. It's becoming a very dirty episode. <laughs> becoming a very dirty episode. I cuss like a sailor. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's really bad. And that's like my boyfriend, he's like, you're not very ladylike. I'm like, screw being ladylike. I don't care. What are your favorite curses? I mean, I don't know. Like, what's my favorite cuss word? Yeah. What, what, what do you, when you really get going, when you really get boiling think, over? Oh, I say fuck a lot when I get really pissed off. Uh-huh. And like my country accent... If I don't think I have one, but when I get mad, oh, it's oh, it's bad. Yeah, I can't imagine. I yeah, one <laughs> when you get mad, it really comes out. I'm sure. No, I mean from my perspective, it's there. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I, I have no. I always say like, what? I was gonna say I feel like I have no accent, but I bet you listen to me, and I must sound. Do I sound like some? Uh... Oh my god, you're Yankee as fuck. Well, you're country as fuck. <laughs> now we're in a fight. That's cool. Now we're in a uh, anonymous <laughs> phone call uh, reenactment of uh, the civil civil war. North versus South. <laughs> so I sound Yankee as well, fuck South to you. Again. No boy, oh boy. <laughs> no, I know that's some controversial shit. Yeah, but no. I mean, I have friends that live like in New York and stuff, and one of my girlfriends that live up there. Her mom, like their accent is her accent's so thick she sounds British. And the first time I met her mom, I pulled her to the side and I was like, "Is your mom okay?" So like, yeah, what do you mean? And I was like, "Why is she? Why is she talking like that?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" Like she sounds like she's British. She's like, no, that's how she sounds. It's like, oh, wow. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> now, when you say I sound Yankee as fuck, which what mm-hmm. what, what words do I say that stand out as that? Like maybe you it's can impre- the way that impersonate you talk. me. Like you you have yeah, do an impression of you me. You just have I I I can't. You can. I cannot do the North. The you only have thing to. I can do is like you have to. I can't do an impression of to. me. You do an impression of me. Please. Of me, like your O's are different. How so? You you have like a longer O, I guess. Let me hear. It. You take a sec. So we're, I don't you, know. You talk a little bit. You take a couple sentences in my accent as you perceive it. Uh, hey, this is Chris Gethard. Rem- remember to watch my show, the uh, Career Suicide. I don't know. I don't. You can't put me on the spot like that. I stuck. Yeah, I don't think that sounded like me. If I'm being honest. I can't see. I can't do. I can do like the Joyzy. Actually, that was horrible. That's not real. But like people from New Jersey. Yeah. People that's... from Jersey, the way they talk. How do they talk? I'm not talking like Jersey Shore. The car, come on. And like Boston. That's and Boston, New York Boston and... and Jersey are five hours apart. <laughs> Lumping us all together. You said Jersey says car. That's Boston. Jersey. It's, a, it's everything up there is northern. Me and you are in a regional fight now. <laughs> Jersey, we say Jersey. That Jersey thing is made up. No one has ever talked like that. That was made up for. I think Joe Piscopo made that up for SNL sketches. Here's how we really talk in Jersey. We say horrible and awful. Dog coffee, terrible, various. We have that thing. We sound like Carmela Soprano. Ka. No, that's Boston. We don't say that in Jersey. <laughs> now I'm mad at you. I'm mad. At you. And the other Bless thing about heart. the other thing about Jersey, you can know you know a person's from Jersey when they don't pronounce the T in the middle of a word. If a word has T in the a T in the middle, we don't pronounce it like water. Well, that that was actually South Jersey. What you just that was closer to Philly South Jersey accent because the North Jersey <laughs> South Jersey. But in Jersey, we say like 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 a baby cat. What do you call a baby cat? A kitten. Yeah, I say kitten. Kitten, mitten. Yeah. Our state capital is Trenton. There's no T in there. I don't say that. It's not Trenton. It's Trenton. Well, that's like down here. You don't wash your clothes. You wash your clothes. You wash your clothes. You don't clothes. go to the kitchen. You go to the kinchin. Kinchin? Kinchin. Right, the kinchin. That's where you cook your food is the kinchin. Yeah, but mo- it's, it's actually kitchen. K-I-T. Kitchen. Okay. But just down here, it's like, oh, go get go get in the kitchen and get that. Weird when people like call you out. I went to California once, and you know the guys out there were like, oh, say Chevrolet, and I was like, Chevy, no Chevrolet. 
Chevy. I'm like, who the fuck drives around going, I drive a Chevrolet Silverado. Nobody. Pallet. Nobody. It's Chevy. And they got so mad at me. Just say it. I'm like, no, because y'all are making me sound like Tukey and Sam or like a little parrot right now. Like, just repeating everything right after you. Polly Winnicracker. Yeah, you're not here for their amusement. A couple of California fuck, <laughs> couple of California fuck was, boys out there. I'm, I'm saying, assholes. Assholes. It's, it's fun. And there's some things, you know, like I, my boyfriend, he's like, you're a bumpkin. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just, I say things. I don't think about it. And like, if I go visit family that live away from me, like deep in the hollers, like I'll come back sounding like them. In so, the holler? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it is, I will say you just. You've never heard of a holler? I, I just want to point out, you said your boyfriend says you're a bumpkin. You, and then you say, no, I'm mm-hmm. not. And then the end of the sentence involved, right? involved the word holler. Down in the holler. You don't know what a holler is? I know. It's like a thing that I've heard in like cartoons. <laughs> What's a holler? Like a hollow. Like a, a hollow. Holo. Holo, yeah. It's, you know, in the mountains. It's down in the mountains. Down in the mountains. Just call it down the holler. Is that where you're root? Are, you, uh, are you from like a mountainous? Are you remote area? What are we talking here? Uh, no, it's central Kentucky. Okay. You know, we're, we're close to everything we're close to lexington close to Oxford, and we're not far from indiana so you know yeah you like, close to tennessee you like college basketball yeah everybody in kentucky yes, loves college, we are in basketball. college basketball nation that's because that's all we have going for us we have no protein who you wrote you wrote uk or you wrote louisville mm-hmm. i am a diehard bbn fan big blue nation go cat with that with uh, Calipari, Coach Cal. Now, how do you feel? Cats by ninety. <laughs> now, Coach Cal, how do you feel mm-hmm. about the fact that first of all, he is as he's like a slick. Yeah, that's a Yankee right there, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about the fact that he's not even pretending that it's about education at this point? That he brings in the best players for one year <laughs> with zero intention of giving them an education at all. <laughs> Boldface. How do you feel about this? I mean, the academia side of me absolutely hates it. I'm like, God, that's so awful. What about those kids' futures? Like, you know, they're going to go in the NBA and blow a knee out, and that's just it. Like, they're not going to have any more future or, you know, go in the NFL, and that's it. But another part, of, I'm just like, fuck it. Keep bringing home fucking banners. <laughs> wow, and you work in that awful? And you work in higher <laughs> education. You work in higher education, and your attitude is, fuck it, bring me a banner. Well, that's why I said the academia part of me is like, no, that's so awful. You know, they should make, I think the one and done thing is stupid. I don't, I don't like that. But, you know, I mean, I get, if I was 18 years old and I was staring at a million dollar contract, you think I'm going to turn that down? No. Yeah. Who's your favorite? You know, let me play one year of basketball or. Who's your play? favorite UK player? Who's your favorite UK player of all time? Josh Harrelson. George. Big George. Oh, big George. He played on the Knicks for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he just had a little baby with his uh, his wife. So you're keeping up with jorts. I don't know. I haven't, like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we should been explain. a while since I've checked in on him. But For yeah. anybody who's not a basketball fan, uh, Josh Harrelson, <laughs> very big, lunky white dude on UK, wore jorts leading to the big nickname. Jorts, as everybody knows, jean shorts, denim shorts, did lead to the mm-hmm. nickname Big Jorts. He played for the Knicks. I don't know if he's still in the NBA, but he was like a uh, serviceable backup for a year or two. He went overseas. He played international ball, I thought, for a little bit. Big jorts. 
Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> I had AD on my fantasy team this year. Too, so. Oh, he is the hometown so, you boy. Know, it helps that you know he's a homegrown boy. You know, cornbread fed. I had OD. I had AD. I had AD on my uh, fantasy team this year. It's a pleasure. Really? Yeah. The brow. Yeah, I haven't. I've like the past. Uh, oh yeah, with like fucking six foot, ten foot stand, or arm stand, wingspan, whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. The brow, brow down. <laughs> it was like one of the things when he was playing ball. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of people now are um, fans for uh, John Wall. John Wall. He, is, he, is he still playing? Oh, he's the, the best. Game? He's probably my favorite pro, pro player right now. He plays for the Wizards, Washington Wizards, point guard. <laughs> John Wall's the best because he seems country, but in a way where he seems like a dude that he'll like throw you up against a wall back in the locker room and be like, why don't you shut the fuck up? Don't you ever disrespect me. He's He's got that attitude. I like mm-hmm. him. I like John he's, Wall a he's lot. He's pretty humble too. Like He knows he's great, but he's not like an asshole about it. I like that guy. So, I would like to meet that guy. Yeah, I haven't him. really kept up too much with like the past two seasons of it just because I've had so much going on like at home with my personal life and, you know, my daughter starting school and I was in grad school for a little bit. And so, yeah, sports just kind of got out from under me. But anytime there's a game on, you know, I watch it. I'm, I'm rooting for them. What were you in grad school for? I was pursuing my MBA. Fine arts, photography. Or no, MBA is, no, bi- is business. Of business. Masters mm-hmm. of business. Yeah. I should know that. Both business my brother, administration. both my brother and father have M- both my brother and father have MBAs. I don't even know what one is. I don't even know what that is. <sighs> I freaking hated grad school. It was awful. You couldn't get so me much, back in school. So much work. People get mad at me when I say this. My mom yells at me. People online yell at me. Somebody in the beautiful anonymous Facebook group really gave it to me. You couldn't get me back into a college classroom if you gave me five million dollars. I'd I'd throw that five really? million dollars down on the. I mean, five million dollars. Yeah, I'd probably step foot in a classroom. But I could. You I, the metaphor stands. College for the birds. People get mad. At me when I, I that. graduated with honors in my undergrad. So I mean, I, I nailed undergrad. But I just, I guess I wasn't expecting the volume of work that came with grad school. And I just, I couldn't do it. It wasn't for me. I get it. For those that can do it, props to you. That's awesome. But me, no, I'm just, I don't know. I'd rather go hunting in the fall and, you know, lay out by the pool in the summer and enjoy my time with my daughter. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, no, no school for me. Not right now. Maybe in the future when she gets a little bit older and she, you know. We can do homework side by side, but for now, nah. No go hunting. You. Go hunting in the fall. That's the thing that's outside of my cult- mm-hmm. outside of my cultural scope. <laughs> really? You go hunting. What do you hunt? Yeah, whitetail deer. Whitetail deer. I guess that's like mm-hmm. one of the least morally objectionable thing objectionable things to hunt because if not, they're all just going to get hit by cars, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've. I've... I, I receive shit about it still. Why would you do that? You can go to the grocery store and get your food. Yeah, but the deer that I hunt, they don't have, they're not pumped with antibiotics. I know where the meat's coming from. I've harvested it myself. So you eat the whole you know, deer? Yeah. So you, well, My you, favorite's in the fall. You just make deer chili, which is incredibly popular around here. You make deer tacos, deer spaghetti. Deer spaghetti's really good. What is deer spaghetti? Is it deer? In, wait, deer hold, on, hold on. Hold oh, on. Let me guess. Because <laughs> my guess is that it's, 
pieces of deer meat in spaghetti. But in my heart, what I want it to be <laughs> is long noodles of deer meat. That's what I want it to be. I know I'm not the only one that wanted it to look like you squeeze deer meat through one of them old Play-Doh fun machines. Spaghetti to come out. Who cares? Anyway, all right, I broke up the momentum with this, my rambling about deer meat fantasies. Anyway, you know what? Since the momentum's broken, let's go ahead right now. Use it as an opportunity to get some new momentum via our sponsors. We got ads. We got all sorts of services, products. They, they, they'll help you out. Good things in your life. And they have promo codes. You use those promo codes. Help Beautiful Anonymous. It's a cool thing to do. We'll be back with more show right after this. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves, taking care of our mental health. That's no exception. People, people take care of their teeth. People take care of their physical health. Mental health, though, we let that one slide. No, 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 no. Today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages whenever you want or even do a live video chat. You need to vent about work or family or you want to talk through something that's been on your mind. Look, it is not a problem. Your therapist is there, ready to help. To sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code beautiful to get $30 off your first month. Show your support for this podcast. That's code beautiful and Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Let's go ahead Let's finish off this phone call. Thanks to all our advertisers. Let's get back into it. My guess is that it's pieces of deer meat in spaghetti. But in my heart, what I want it to be <laughs> is long noodles of deer meat. That's what I want it to be. No, it's just oh. it's ground, ground venison. Oh. Yeah, it's nothing like too exotic. I was hoping it was you like know, you put the... the... The back straps and the steaks and... Put the I mean, deer meat through a the ton, anything you can do machine. with the cow, you can pretty much do with the deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Wow. Even that grosses me out, and I'm like perfectly okay with Phil dressing a deer, but Play-Doh deer skin just kind of grosses me out. I think I'd feel really sad about killing. You have successfully grossed me out. I think I would feel sad about killing a thing. I don't think I have it in me. Nah, I mean, all the hunters, I cannot stand people that hunt for sport, that just hunt all they want is the big rack. They want the antlers. I don't agree with that. I think if you find, you know, if a deer steps out and they have that, you know, huge bajillion point rack that you want, like, sure, go ahead and take it. But I hunt for food. So I don't care if, you know, a little doe comes walking up. If it's a little yearling, if it's real tiny, I'll let it walk. Because, you know, that's it's conservation. It's land management. There's no sense in you know, killing all the small little creatures that come out. Well, in a couple of years, you're not going to have any mature, you know, animals to harvest. So you know, I only take, I take mostly does, which are females, the mama deers. I mostly take them. What are we talking? Bow hunting here? Rifle hunting? Both. Both. What do you prefer? I like bow hunting. Bow hunting is fun. And why is that? Have you ever shot a bow before or fired a gun? I have fired a gun. Been to the firing range a number of times. I once went here because I grew up. Listen, I grew up in the Northeast. I live in the Northeast. We don't like guns up here. <laughs> we don't love guns by and large. Although I always forget though, you get out, you get like 25 minutes out of New York City and New, the rest of New York State is, uh, I, I think, a lot closer to the coal country and Appalachian attitude than New York City right. is. Definitely. 
something. Yeah. I, I grew up in a, in the New York City metropolitan area. Guns, most of us, not fans. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think it would be better if they, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, for you, guns were always a bad thing. Yeah, picked anybody with a gun it probably has bad intentions if they're around me. That being said, I went to, no. I, when I go on the road as a comedian, one thing that very often there is to do in smaller rural areas, if you're like doing a college show in a rural area, one of the only fun things to do is go to a firing range. So I've been to a number of firing ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell yeah. you, I once went to one in Ohio and I was, I was shooting, oh shooting some crazy guns. And then afterwards I went in and I was talking to the guy and they had, I believe it was an AK-47 on the wall. And I said to them, mm-hmm. I said, how much is that? And they said, $400. I said, oh, I have $400. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get an AK-47 for $400? And they said, yeah. And they said, what's the waiting list on that? And they said, what do you mean? And I said, what's the amount of time I have to wait between when I ask you to buy that and when you let me, like, how long does the background check take? They said, there's no <laughs> waiting list. They said, there's no waiting list. You give me $400, you walk out of here with an AK-47. And I have to say, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, oh yeah, and I don't giggle about that person. That's terrifying to me. That's terrible. And I, I am so, I am very much a progressive, but you know, I'm, I'm also some. I'm pretty understanding that there are areas of the country where people hunt for food. There's areas of the country where, you know, the other thing about New York City, I got, I got seven neighbors just in my hall, and there's six floors in my building. I live in a building with. And there's a whole other, with about 80 families in a building. We can look out for each other. I know that there's God. there's some areas where you live at the end of a long country road where if someone's coming down that road, they probably have bad intentions. If you don't know them, you might need to have a gun around. I get that. I respect that. I think it's a, I, I think there's other ways, but that we're not there yet. But I shouldn't be able. Nobody no. should be able to get an AK-47, no questions asked, for yeah, $400. Yeah, right thing. I think there should be stricter laws on, but. You know, like I have a handgun I, I carry, I can still carry. I know, you know, people don't like that, but you know, I'm within my rights of the law to do so. And it's, it's for my protection and for my daughter's protection in case something happens. You know, I don't, it's not that I'm going to come out here and just, you know, shoot anybody. Oh, you pissed me off. You cut me off. No, it's it's nothing like that. And, you know, I have a 30 six, I have a crossbow, I have my compound bow. So, I mean, I was raised around firearms. I appreciate fire. I respect firearms. And I think that's a lot of, you know, today's society, you know, a lot of kids and all these little gangbangers out here shooting people up for no reason. They don't have respect. They don't have respect for the handgun. They don't have respect for another person's life for just people in general. Let me ask you something. I think a lot of it does boil down to respect. I feel like you and I have had a very loose 45 minutes. We've been talking. It's very just conversational chit chat. It's a breath of fresh air. It's nice on my Mm -hmm. birthday. Thank you so much. It's been nice to talk to a warm person. And I ask you something from my heart now that this topic has come up. This is just something that Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. It's like I get everything you're saying. I understand it theoretically. But when you Mm -hmm. see, but when you see somebody go into a school and kill a bunch of kids, is there any part of you that just goes, maybe I could just get my meat at the supermarket? Is there any part of that that crosses your mind? No, because I think that's completely different. Now, is there a way for me to teach my daughter how to deal with bullies in the future or any prospective bullies that she may have or how to just treat people with kindness in general? Because typically these people that go and shoot up schools aren't going there to harvest little kids to eat them. 
No, and, I think we're off. You know, they're going there because they have a the personal agenda. They have some sort of vendetta. Yeah, but I, I was not implying that people plan on eating children. I, I was not. <laughs> that's not what I. I just, right. I just, no, I mean, it's the whole gun do, control issue. Because I get what you're saying. I, but I, I know yeah, I, mean, I live in a bubble where guns are just bad. We all think that guns is bad. But there's a part of me that's like, I don't know. There's any like any like when you see something like Newtown there's a part of me that's like like I don't buy it when when people are like guns don't kill people crazy people kill people I'm like I don't buy that I'm like it's a lot easier for crazy Mm -hmm. people to kill people when there's an abundance of guns and when you can go to a gun show and get one without anybody taking your ID down and when you can when there's guns being resold in black market situations where there's just no accountability it just seems like if guns weren't around, be a lot harder for tragedies to happen. And I just don't get the argument against that. Personally. I think that it would be beneficial to have some sort of stricter gun law. And I know that I'm going to receive so much, you know, about that. From, oh, I am you know, too. I am too holders. for what I'm saying. But I, am I don't too know for how to solve that. I don't know what, you know, the answer to that would be how you would determine, you know, mental capabilities or mental abilities. Cause I know, you know, when I purchased my firearms, I don't want to be subject to, you know, are you, in, are, uh, just, you know, just let me, I have my money. I'll, this is what I came to purchase. I know what my intentions are behind it. You know, it's, and two, you know, as a gun owner, you have a responsibility to store your guns in a safe manner. So that way, if you leave them in your car, some little thugs aren't going to come up, break into your car and steal your gun. If you're selling one of your firearms, I think it's your duty, it's your responsibility to make sure that, you know, you're selling it to someone that you trust, not just some stranger off the street that, you know, can pick it up and run with it. I just think that if those weren't available to regular people, a lot less tragedies would happen. You read these stories about kids who pick up guns and accidentally kill themselves, kill family members because they're just playing with the things that toy, hear about tragedies Hear about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just in a place. I see I don't both know. sides of it, and I just—I you know, mean, I see both sides of it. I do. And as an American, I love my freedom. I don't want my freedoms to be, you know, infringed upon. I have very many friends and family who have, you know, fought in wars and you know laid their lives on the line for our freedom. And I know that's you know probably a very southern thing of me to say, but I mean it's. It's true. And it kind of goes back to, to a sense of pride. And I know what my intentions are. My intentions aren't ill. So, you know, to have somebody, you know, try to take that away from you, it's, it does stink. So it's, you know, I see both sides. Yeah, I really do. And, you know, sometimes I'm I'm devil's advocate with it. It's the same thing. It's like, I understand it's a freedom I don't opt into. So it's not like, I'm like, yeah, take away my right to own guns because I have no desire to own guns. I understand that. I just wish, I don't know. I wish I, I just wish they didn't exist or we couldn't have them. But then again, that's probably why people on the internet <laughs> call me a fuckboy, right? It's probably why the internet goes. I wouldn't out. think that. I, don't know. I would call you something much worse instead of a fuckboy. What would you call me? I don't know. I just some hippie loving something. I don't know. What's wrong? I mean, with I don't that? feel that way about you. What is wrong with what is wrong with <laughs> not wanting people to die? What is wrong? With, I don't get it. It's not that. It's just. 
it's the taking away of freedoms of other people. Like that isn't just taking away like, someone's life. Oh, with, but... oh, we've had 45 minutes of chit chat. Mm-hmm. Now we're about to have 15 minutes of a fucking fight. <laughs> Cause isn't the freedom no, for children in a I school in Connecticut that. to stay alive more important than your right to shoot a deer. That kid in Connecticut killed yeah, I mean, what? 25, average... 30 kids. At what point do we just go? This might yeah, be enough, man. Awful. Yeah. At what point do we go? Yeah, I mean, and that's, at what point do we sacrifice individually for the greater good of society? That's what I don't get. That's what I don't but, get. You know, for instance, look at the Ariana Grande concert. That wasn't a gun. That was a bomb. Yeah, I don't think that you know, guy look at the Boston Marathon. Either. It wasn't a gun. It's a bomb. Are you going to take away everyone's pressure cookers because someone made a bomb at the Boston Marathon? Like, like the only, you know, I don't know because an a pressure cooker can I, also I be used to cook. You can't cook meat with a gun. It's not like a gun. It's the same thing. People say, oh, a car could be a weapon. Yeah, but it's not. It's not its only purpose. I don't know. I don't know. Even a knife. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets hairy. It really does. And I don't have the answers for it. I don't. I mean, I, I respect your stance on it. I respect anybody's stance on it. That's, you know, as long as my stance on it is respected, then I will always respect anybody else's stance on that's it. Too. Fair. And that's, that's fair. I don't know. I just I'm a huge respect person. I give everybody the respect that I expect back. And then that's like when you start, when someone starts, you know, calling names or whatever, that's when I'm kind of like, oh, no. Now, would I ever actually call you some, you know, hippie, hoobla, whatever? No, no. But I was just saying that, you know, (laughs) fuckboy is not the worst. (laughs) Not the worst. You I'll know, say that, what I can think of. I think the NRA is probably the most dangerous terrorist organization <laughs> in America. I'll say that. I think some of the members are. I think they have bad yeah. intentions. I, I think know, it's the, a money making scheme. The KKK, white hooded. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. It's just, you know, and sometimes, you know, you get deep into Kentucky and, you know, you do see the people that you're just like, oh, Bubba, calm down, <laughs> you know, and it's probably people that would never ever in a million years even listen to a podcast or know, you know, little yet know what this is. Jay, listen to this one. (laughs) If they, if they are listening to podcasts, our own comments speaking out against us. Yeah. If they're picking out, if they're like, I'm going to get into podcasts, what's the one I'm going to pick? Oh, maybe it'll be that vulnerable guy who talks on TV about his <laughs> mental health problems and why he's... What's part of that Yankee up there? Yeah. Go listen to that sensitive Yankee who likes Morrissey. Let's start with him. Let's start with him. Let's, let's, we'll start with the one where... What podcast should we go with? Oh, maybe we'll start with that guy who he looks like Ira Glass could kick the shit out of him. Maybe we'll start with that guy. <laughs> Here's a quick, here's the thing, because you and I are getting That's mad so at each funny. other. I don't want to get mad at you. We vehemently disagree right. on this. Let me ask you this. Here's the thing that we can talk about mm-hmm. in light of this conversation, especially <laughs> for international listeners of this show. There are many international listeners. And sometimes this oh, is one of the cool. yeah, and I think this gun thing—it's one of the major things that they have a lot of trouble wrapping their heads around because a lot of these countries. The Jim Jeffries, the comedian, Australian, has a great bit where he's like, "Yeah, we had a thing happen." bunch of people got killed and we took away the guns and it was like okay and then there's never been a massacre like that again and i think a lot of countries look at us and go why what is the issue here but here's the thing that i wonder and i think you might have an opinion on this if you were to look at america culturally even from inside it Mm -hmm. how many countries do you think america actually is because i feel like it's not one country like if you divided it up culturally it's not we're not one country, right? No, I think we're just like a big old. We're like the pico de gallo of 
Country, just a little bit of everything thrown in there. Pico de Gallo. I didn't expect that to be the analogy, but I like it. I like a little cilantro. We got we got a little onion. Yeah, a little onion, tomato, jalapeno. Throw it all in there. Mix it up together. It's probably like there you go. You have a great side dish. Probably like nine nine countries in this country, and they have totally different values about a number of basic things. I mean, you just go into like regions too. You know, every region has something different, and within every state, you know, they have different beliefs and a different subcultures within them. So we're just a big old mesh and mesh pot, big old bowl of goulash. Can I ask you? Another, uh, this is going to get you mad, and we're going to get in a fight. And it's going to bum me out. But can I ask you? Can I ask you another question about the gun thing? Can I? Because it is. It's. I think it's by far yeah. the thing you and I have been most passionate about. Here's a question. <laughs> Is when something happens, mm-hmm. when you see something like Newtown or you see something like Virginia Tech, is there any part of you that feels any sense of responsibility as someone who does vehemently defend guns? No. It doesn't make you blink at all. I mean, it, it, my heart melts and it, you know, it tears me apart that that stuff happens and that there's you know, people that are capable of that sort of violence in this world. But I don't feel responsible for it. I have no personal sense of responsibility for them, no. Yeah. And then there's you know, this- now if I if I gave a gun or if that was you know my stolen gun or something, then yes, I would feel responsibility. But you know, that's their own person, and you know, to do something like that, that's something that you plan and that you do intentionally. So no, they are of I won't say their sound mind, but they are of their own thoughts. And I think it's absolutely disgusting. I think it's just, I, I can't even think of a word to describe how awful and horrendous it is if someone would do something like that. Because I'll say on my end, I feel less responsible. But then maybe, mm-hmm. that, maybe that's like Northeastern liberal self-righteousness, which I think a lot of Southerners hate about people where I'm from. Yeah, you're just kind of like, my name's Bennett, I ain't in it. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't you know. You never heard that saying, my name's Bennett and I ain't in it? No, I don't know what that means. Is that a thing that is said in the South <laughs> to make fun of the North? I think we are not aware of that. This I, might be the first no. we're hearing of this. It's nothing to make fun of the North, but, you know, if you're not involved in something, bad grammar is I ain't in it. Mm-hmm. I ain't in it. So is the kind is the implication kind of so. like you guys got nothing to do with this, so why don't you stay out of it? Right, you just you just be like, oh, my name's Bennett, and everyone just kind of knows I ain't in it. <laughs> it's weird as that sounds. That sounds really weird now that I'm actually having to like explain it to somebody. <laughs> 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 like I've, I I feel so stupid having to explain that. But yeah, I mean it's something you know pretty common that we say. Around here, at least people I know. I don't know. Maybe I just know associate with a bunch of morons. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't know that one. That's okay. That's okay. Could be both. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't feel you know any sort of responsibility for them. And you know, yes, I can hunt deer just as easy. Well, I can't really say just as easy, but you know, I can hunt deer with my bows, and you know, I do. So. I don't know. I guess it's just kind of, you know, the way I was raised. And I don't think that that makes me a bad person. I don't think that it makes me wrong for that. I know, like I said, I know what my intentions are. I've, my intentions are never to harm anybody with any of my weapons. 
So, you know, just, I sleep good at night. That's good. That's good. We, mm-hmm. we agree to disagree. It sounds like <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah. So bad. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I had to wipe my phone off. My face is wetting. It is. Hold on. It's 73 degrees out here, but the Kentucky humidity is getting to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bluegrass state. But yeah, how much time do we have left? Two minutes. What else do we want to get off our chest? Two minutes. Solid two minutes. Woo-hoo. You and me got real, real the tense. Last two minutes. We got real tense. Real tense for 10 minutes or so there. What are you going to call my episode? Uh, wow. No one's ever asked me to <laughs> stay, put me on the spot about that on the air. Probably, I don't know, 45 minutes. name it something controversial. Uh, you got to get them downloads, right? I'm trying to get them clicks at the end of the day. I know, I just right? sounded very Northeast right there. I think my defensiveness about the gun issue made me say I'm going to get them clicks. <laughs> I started getting really cartoony about it, right? Get them clicks, get them downloads. Get them clicks. Ta- get them clicks. talking out of the side of my mouth like a real That's- Irish American. Uh, I don't know. Probably call it. <laughs> That's like, funny. Probably, well, you can name. You have my permission to name it something offensive. You can do that. I'll, I'll probably say forty-five minutes of idle chit chat and fifteen minutes of awkwardness about guns. But that's probably too long. <laughs> that's probably too long. Facebook won't, won't like that algorithm. That is too long. And we must be slaves to our Facebook masters. <laughs> must just be slaves. Call it, just call it. Grab your guns. Yeah, grab your guns. I wish we were talking about guns the whole time. You and I would I mean, both be catchy. screaming and crying right now. No, but then people are gonna be like. Oh my God, I've spent 40 minutes listening to this bullshit. Okay, now we got guns. And, you know, just generate buzz all around. We'll see. It's funny. A lot of people are going to be mad at you. A lot of people are going to be mad at me. A lot of people are going to say, not like what I yes. said about the NRA. Are you an NRA member? Mad at us together. Are you an NRA member? No, no. Yeah, I think that's. No. I don't get why there can't. I mean, I can be. I, I've read, I've <laughs> read that not. I've read that most gun owners actually feel like the NRA is too extreme for their views. That like the large majority of gun owners don't agree with the platform, the political platform that the NRA manages to push through. Yeah, I'm not like a gun toting like woohoo, look at my guns, yeah, my guns. But you know, I mean, if it comes down to it, yes, I'll you know have a conversation with you about it, and you know how what my stance is. Yes, I carry a gun on me. We have ten. But, we have ten know, seconds. Like, we have five woo! seconds left. Do you think you're capable of killing a human? Do you think you're capable of killing a human? No, 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 no. Caller, thank you for the forty minutes that I didn't find morally concerning, and even for the fifteen to twenty minutes that I did. At the very least, it's always nice to hear each other out. I liked how you underlined that you had a uh, respect for people who respect you. At the end of the day. We both like college basketball. I'm a Big East fan, though. I don't want to get in a fight about that. Who cares? Anyway, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you to everybody in the booth. we got Harry Nelson. we got Jared O'Connell. Reverend John DeLore. Greta Cohn, who helped build this show in the beginning. Shellshack does all of our music. Please do support Shellshack. They are amazing artists. They have so many albums out there. Beautiful people. Beautiful music. Want to know about me when I'm getting out on the road and all that? ChrisGeth.com. You can find all that info. If you like Beautiful Anonymous, there's a way you can help. It's very simple. Go to Apple Podcasts. Rate review subscribe helps a lot that's all the shilling i'll do for now see you next time on beautiful anonymous
Hulu has a new experience. It lets you watch everything from Hulu originals to full seasons of favorites like Fargo and Empire all in one place with ease. And with a new option to add live TV, you can get limited commercials, Hulu streaming, as well as 50-plus live and on-demand channels starting at just $39.99 a month. You get access to sports, news. You can even record live TV with cloud DVR. Watch The Handmaid's Tell Me. My wife are watching it. It's great. Enjoy all of your TV in one place with the brand new Hulu experience. Go to Hulu.com to start your free trial today. Hello? Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, so maybe I, I'll just explain like the very brief bullet point of what we're doing for anybody listening. Um, basically, Subaru has, has uh, allowed us to make sort of like mini episodes of my podcast where I talk to people anonymously. And I understand you are a... Uh, you're a fan. You're a fan of Subaru, and you're willing to talk yeah. about about wherever this one might go. Right. What? Is, why do you? What is it that's making all these? I'm talking to all these people who are like flipping out about Subaru. What is it about Subaru that causes this? Like, I would say like this uh, borderline like uh, addiction to the Subaru brand. It, it definitely is. It was one of those things where I didn't really understand it until I actually rode in one. And then as soon as I rode in one, I uh, ended up just wanting to be in one all the time. And I ended up, when I, you know, totaled my car hitting a deer, it was the first thing I looked for. <laughs> wow. <a Subaru. laughs> so most, <laughs> most people total a car and they're like, oh, this is one of the scariest experiences of my life. And you're like, as you're skidding to a halt, you're like, score, now I can get that Subaru I've had my eye on. That's essentially exactly how it happened. <laughs> wow. Do you live in a really rural area? Um, it's not super rural. Um, I live just outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico, up in the Sandia Mountains up in there. So That sounds cool. What's the best what's the best adventure you've gone on in a Subaru? Like as someone who lives in an area of the world that lends itself to adventures, what is the best adventure you've been on? Hmm. Okay, so in in the, you know, several years that my husband and I have been together, um, we've owned a lot of Subarus, even up to eight at one time. What? And so we have those. We like to race car them around, take them out to autocross, you know, do stuff like that. What's autocross? Um, you mentioned autocross. Autocross actually is a motorsport where you go out and they set up a whole bunch of cones, usually in an open parking lot sort of place. And you go through them as fast as you can. Did you meet, did you meet your husband through autocross? Not through autocross, actually. In here in New Mexico, uh, there's this one event every year. It's called the Jemez Cruise. And basically anyone who's into any kind of car goes to this Jemez Cruise, and we all go up to Jemez Springs and hang out, and it's thousands and thousands of people. And um, I went up with my cousin, and we were hanging out. My cousin was like, oh, I forgot that I have a, you know, a wedding to go to. I'll see you later. And um, I didn't have a ride home, and actually my husband gave me a ride home. Just randomly. In a Subaru. <laughs> in a Subaru. Yes. You met your husband inside a Subaru. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, he was like, you know, I'll give you a ride home, you know. So then he's giving you a ride home and your your gears start turning. You're like, oh, chivalry's not dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Handsome fellow. Handsome fellow doing right by me right here. Yeah, it was it was really awome. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Um, I didn't expect <laughs> you to say that. I, it's a real curveball in this story, I must admit. <laughs> 
Well, that's what we talked about all the way home. I, you know, I grew up with VeggieTales and so did he. And I don't know how we got on that topic, but that's what we talked about the whole way home. So you guys are taking a nice cruise down the sides of mountains under the clear blue skies of New Mexico, talking about VeggieTales and a love is born. Yep. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Anyone listening, just so you know, if you ever wind up in a Subaru with a person you got a crush on and you talk about VeggieTales... You get, you'll you'll <laughs> get married. You get married. That's like a magic potion. Thank you for talking. That was really fascinating. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Hey, everybody. You're out there. You're wondering why Subaru people love their cars so much. Go to meetanowner.com right now. You'll meet other real Subaru owners. They'll be, they'll be able to tell you in their own words why they love their cars. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, I dated my wife for nine months before we got engaged. People have always told me that was pretty quick. What about this caller? When I was 20, I married a guy the day I met him. What? And he he was also a singer. I found his website and just contacted him because he was beautiful and he'd sung all over the world and he contacted me back. He found my MySpace, I think, and said, you're beautiful, let me call you. So email dialogue turned into phone dialogue, and after just two weeks of that, it was, I'm in love with you, let's get married. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hello, people of Earwolf. It is Paul Shear. I host a show on Earwolf called How Did This Get Made with Jason Manzukis and June Diane Raphael, where we watch movies that are so bad, they're actually pretty damn great. I'm talking about Mannequin 2 on the move. 2.5 billion women in the world, and I'm trying to score with a statue. I'm talking about Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hell Comes to Frogtown. Shuts your heart! And of course, I'm talking about Ninja Terminator. You've got three days in which to return the Golden Ninja Warrior, or else you die. The Ninja Empire is evil. We sat down this week with Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson from Broad City to talk about Ninja Terminator live at Clusterfest. Take a listen to How Did This Get Made this week. Ninja Terminator. Don't miss it. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.